Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and today I'm joined by Kate Fortner, who is a property analyst, and she's here to talk about what's happening in the UK property market, residential sales-wise, in the summer of 2023. Kate, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Kate, you publish an awful lot of stuff in The Negotiator and other publications. You like your property stats. So as at, we're filming this in early July 2023, where do you see the residential sales market? Talk to me. So at the moment, if you compare it to last year, complete disaster. But if you know stats and understand them, what you don't do is compare a, norm, a more normal year to an incredible year, which we've had three of during the pandemic. So when you take, thanks to a lot of your stats, the average data for 2016 to 2017, or to 2019, before the pandemic hit, then actually we're doing unbelievably well considering the economic backdrop that we have. So we're looking at being 6% down from a transaction perspective versus those pre-pandemic years. And depends which of the indices that you're doing, we are seeing some falls in prices, which was expected, only recording about a few percent at the moment. We'll, we'll see more come the summer. Um, we know the peak of the market was August last year. So after August, we'll start seeing, uh, it'll register more falls. Um, but considering how horrendous the economics of things are, it's fantastic. And the other interesting thing is we have never gone into a bad economic situation with a property market that has so much equity in it. Over 50% of people owning outright, so not affected by mortgages. Those that are affected by mortgages, if you look at uh, Zooplark, great figures, one in two buyers now buy with cash or have, uh, are buying with uh, mortgages of less than 50%, which is why actually we're in a weird situation because how the government or the Bank of England expect to control inflation by continuing to put up mortgage rates, or base rates and influencing the mortgage rates for just 2 million people over 18, or 2 million households over 18 months, when we've got 28 million households, you cannot stick the burden of reducing inflation just purely on this small section of our society that today actually uh, has have high levels of mortgages. Um, so to date, we've done really well. We'll see a slowdown definitely um, over the summer. I mean, the two big ones are transaction levels and house prices. Um, I find it fascinating that estate agents focus their how well they're doing on house prices. Is that a, is that a, a wise bonkers? Absolutely bonkers. I don't care whether it's the media, whoever it is, what on earth are we doing talking about house prices? My pet hate is an average house price. What use is that to man the dog? Um, and we looked at, if you look at uh, land registrator, great data has all this granular detail going down to, we track 30 cities, for example, and we track how they've done over time back to 2000. But you can go online, as you know, and check individual sold property price data. And I guarantee that the only answer to what's happening in the property market is one of three options. Prices for some properties are going up, even in today's market, some are going down and some are staying the same. And actually, from a media perspective for the agents, that should be of more interest to their local newspaper or local radio than whatever's happening with average house prices. Because UK is too big a region, East Midlands is too big a region. 
Grantham is too big a region. You need to look at a specific property on a specific road. That's really what matters. We have the facility to do that. And what agents should care about, because this is how they make their money, again, a misnomer and a myth in the, in the media often portrayed, don't make it out of house prices, you make it out of the physical number of transactions you do. Those are all, those are really the figures that should matter. And anybody that wants to know about what's happening to house prices, they should really, the only person they can talk to at the moment when the market's going up or down, the data, the indices won't catch up with that. It's their local agent. Well, that's great news. So put out better information and get people to come and talk to why you. Why do you think, I mean, why do you think estate agents don't talk about what's happening in the property market price-wise? Um, I don't know is the honest answer. Because we are the gatekeepers to the... Exactly. And actually, agents have the only great information mm -hmm. Because most of the indices are a month, three months out, and we know... Six months, nine months, yeah. according to some. Exactly. And we know that the market can change from rocking and rolling to starting to go down within a matter of three months. And if I were an agent, any time I'd walk, in, walk, walk into um, somebody's home, you've got to have all of those comparables there because you've got to get that... You've got to get sellers at this moment in time to trust you, not trust the BBC. Because albeit that actually we've done a lot of work with the BBC and they're much better at reporting the differences, which they didn't used to be, um, then if it's gone out this morning to say, well, prices have uh, fallen by 3%, you've got to be able to walk into somebody's house and say, I'm really sorry, you're selling a flat. And actually in this area, in this block, because of the service charges going up or because of works that have got to be done, we're selling those, for they're going for 10% less. And you've got to get them to believe you. So... I think, uh, and I get called a lot to go onto the media and talk about prices, and I'm like, why am I doing it? Surely but, agents should be doing that with their local press and, and this thing called social media. Yes, absolutely. And the ones that do get traction and the ones that can show the data, particularly, yeah. you know, uh, any uh, reliable source. So you can see the sold property prices, for example. I know those are slightly out of date, but you can see that a property on a road, uh, road X sold in August for... £300,000, but the latest one on that road only sold for, because and only you know this as the agent, has actually just gone for 280 because the market's fallen, or indeed in the opposite direction. So for, if I were an agent, I would put out every month or even every week on social media, or if I was asked, these are the properties that have gone up in price, these are the ones that have gone down, and these are the ones that have stayed the same. That is what I would be doing day in and day out because then people will go, I'm going to go to that person because they really know what's happening to individual property prices and beat the media because that's what you've got to do. You've got to get local people to trust you more than anybody is talking to them who they trust more in the media. That's what's crucial at this moment in time. Great opportunity for agents. 100% agree with you. Just, I think most estate agents just love to put pie charts and how awesome they are and listings and listings. But... Um, let's move on and, and talk about transaction levels. Um, you, you and I both agree that transaction levels are very important because that's how estate agents get paid and most people watching this are estate agents. Um, last year, I think we finished in 22, about 1.1 million transactions. The year before was about 1.3. Where do you think we're going to finish in 23? Well, great question. Go back to April. We were definitely on target for 1.1 million. And that was, uh, Zoopla, I think, had predicted about a million. They upped it to 1.1 million. Uh, Savills are saying it could have, could fall as far as 850 this year. 
I think it'll be somewhere in between, but I don't think we'll know till September because we haven't seen this. Everything changed, all the rhetoric changed when the latest inflation for May came out and basically we've got the core inflation. So um, things that don't vary as much going up, even though the overall inflation was coming down, that meant the Bank of England did this huge jump from four and a half to five percent. That sent mortgage rates higher than everybody expected. I think that will spook the market more than it's done to date. And as a result, I expect we'll see a bit of a quieter summer. But we won't know because every forecast that's been done since Brexit has been wrong. And people seem to be divorcing fear and uncertainty when you get an economic downturn, which is what we've seen in the past, um, from buying and selling homes. Of course, the few months after the pandemic were a classic case where couldn't get bigger fear and uncertainty. What happened? Market went whoosh. So I don't I think people long term now will not react to the what's happening in the market. And that's what happened till the end of April. But now it's start, rates almost, are starting to get to a level where it's going to be really tough for some people to move. Do you think it was almost the straw that break, could break the camel's back, that extra half percent? It takes us up to a level where we're about to break the camel's back. So my understanding is once it goes up to 6%, that's hard. So take first-time buyers, great example. We all predicted they would, they would be the ones hardest hit this year. Well, they're driving the market. Well, why are they driving the market? Because we've had 350,000 regularly first-time buyers every single year. And since 2014, they've been assessed at 6 to 7% rates. And they're on repayment mortgages. So for them, the market, even as we have it now, is fine because that's what we've been assessed at. You've got yen, your people who can buy with cash or don't have much mortgage, they're not too affected. So the ones that are really in, potentially in trouble, or the two parties that are potentially in trouble are the ones that have traded up or want to trade up to that bigger house and take on that £300,000, that biggest mortgage of your life. They're probably going to struggle to do that or struggle to pay their own home and then actually one of the biggest areas for concern is buy-to-let investors that have, for some reason, not taken this into account and not done their sums enough to say that they would be in trouble at even the levels that we're at now. I'm seeing a lot of losing money. But then, if you are you buying a buy-to-let investment to... You know, you can put your money into a pension. I would expect to spend, you know, put a, give a check to my pension provider and get it in the future. Is it right that buy to let landlords want an investment and a, something to pay them in pension in years to come, but also be making a profit now? I 100% agree with you. No, it's not right. They should have, they should. It's not, it would not be unusual to see six or 7% interest uh, mortgage rates if you're looking at the proper buy-to-let investment, which is 15 to 25 years. So nobody should have bought into buy-to-let without stress testing it at the long-term average rate of mortgages. And one of my problems with the industry is that agents have become in charge of a lot of people's pensions through buy-to-let. And when I'm advising somebody on buy-to-let, I won't advise them unless they've had financial advice. And I know that buy-to-let is a good place for them to put their money. We haven't joined those industries up as well as we should have done. Fault on both sides. Um, and as a result of that, sold buy-to-let into the industry. And I'm afraid that's going to come back to bite us because those guys are going to have to sell and won't be there for the future. A couple of final points before we finish. Um, one point is 
the people are coming off fixed rates, do you think that's going to ca cause a dumping of houses on the market? Because that could flood the market. No, because because we still haven't got enough properties. So that's the thing that saved that saves us. And also, from a landlord perspective, you could well get social housing providers buying those up, particularly if they're portfolios. So that's something that's definitely happening. Um, but we looked at, um, Hamptons did some, they're doing some great data at the moment, and they looked at, and this was pre the 5% change, they looked at about 450,000 homes, which is only 10% of the market. When That sounds a lot when you do it as one lump sum. Spread that out over the whole country, it's not going to impact that badly. And the worst case scenario is first time, more first-time buyers get on the ladder, or indeed landlords that run their sums right will buy those properties and then hopefully we'll run them now and into the future and keep some of those in the market for tenants. And a lot of people say that the, the property market will remain strong as long as job market remains strong. Do you believe in that, that link? Not necessarily, because we've got an aging population. True. Um, and in actual fact, when you look at how, when an economy struggles, as we did during the pandemic, what are the jobs that are struggling? Catering jobs. Um, they're jobs where people are typically, if you, look at it and looked at it in more detail then mo those people are mostly renting so i think i'm less worried about the buying and selling market particularly because actually very few people would suffer if 10 percent prices came off again we've never been in that situation before um, but if 10 percent prices f prices fell by 10 percent nobody would struggle at all they would be fine and they can stay in their homes um, and but you look at the you look at the, the on the tenancy side that's where we've got the real problems in the market. And that's what the government, I think, should be focusing on a lot more and have missed the ball. Well, let's do a separate video about the issues of the rental market in the okay. UK and how to solve them. Thank you for your time today. Thank you.